Hey everybody, welcome back. I want to talk this week about distributed work, distributed teams, virtual teams, whatever you want to call them. I was reading a, another blog recently on Asana's blog, and I know I've been mentioning their blog. You should check it out. If you're doing anything in the online business space, they cover a lot of things, and I really recommend it. And it got me thinking it was about distributed teams, it's about remote work, but across cultures. And they're a global company, so they talk about cross-culture stuff. And it got me thinking that, you know what? When the pandemic started, my team was already totally virtual and we were ready to face the last two years. There's been no hiccups really in our last two years. And it got me thinking that, you know what? I have a distributed team that's pretty global too. We have people all over the United States. We have people in the Philippines. We have people in Europe that we have worked with. And I wanted to take a moment to share with you some recommendations and some thoughts because I know a lot of us are now getting back into the office or we have businesses where we are getting back together in person some. But as we've seen because of the great resignation and people deciding that they may not want to work jobs that they used to work there, there are more and more people working remotely now and distributed. And that's just the way it's going to be. So while at the beginning of the pandemic, that shift took us by surprise, now it's it's changing back. And there are going to be some things that people run into and some issues that they run into. So I wanted to go through and talk about some of my recommendations and share some of the recommendations from this blog as well. Uh, you know, at this point, distributed work, hybrid work, remote work, virtual work are not new concepts. concepts. We have tools that we are now used to using, but for a lot of leaders and a lot of organizations, this is going to be a new thing. And they have to start thinking about, well, how do I manage a team? How do I get them to work together? How do I get them to collaborate in this post-pandemic virtual world? So I want to go through some of the things that have worked for us. One of the cool things, though, about managing a globally distributed team and what I've learned is there's diversity. Okay, there's perspectives from all over the world. There are different cultures that we can all appreciate and learn from. And one of the things they pointed out in this blog that I thought was really interesting, and I've seen it as well, is that people from different cultures, different places around the world don't communicate the same way. It's not just about language. It's about how they communicate and the styles they communicate. And you as a leader of a, of a team, how do you deal with those communication issues across cultures? How do you coordinate things and make sure that nothing uh, falls apart? So here's some of the things that Asana shared in their blog and I've also seen as well. First of all, you have to start with educating yourself. The most important cross-cultural muscle is to build an actual understanding personally of the culture and the communication styles of the places that your teammates are coming from, that they're working from. You know, I can say that yeah, I live in Orlando, I've lived in Washington, D.C., I've lived in Nashville, I've lived in big cities, and I've also visited big cities, London and Berlin and Paris and uh, Milan and, and places all around Europe. And I can tell you that in each of these cities, the way people communicate is, is just different. So you have to learn about those countries, you have to learn about those cultures, learn how people communicate, um, read the news 
from those places where your teammates are located. Keep track of major events that are happening because you don't know. Um, I know one of our teammates in the Philippines, she's talked about the government and how the government uh, taxes and runs the the country and how she is affected sometimes because she's also a business owner over there. Um, so it's important to know what's going on and you don't have to be an expert, but just having some awareness of what's going on is great. Now, the biggest thing for us, and we've seen this not only with team members, but with clients, is to think about time zones and holidays and things like that. We, you know, we have uh, teammates in um, Asia and Eastern, uh, Western Asia, Eastern Asia, excuse me, and we have clients in Australia and Taiwan, and we have clients in Europe, and we have clients here in North America. And some of those places, Asia and Australia, they're a day ahead. They're a day ahead of where we are. So we have to think about, well, are we scheduling a meeting that's in the middle of the night for someone? Are we needing communication to happen and it's uh, the next day and it's a weekend for that person? So you have to be aware of some of the time zone differences and holidays, you know, especially in Eastern Asia. Um, I've had clients and team members in Indonesia where predominantly the religion is Islam and they have a completely different type of holiday schedule than we have here in the US where the predominant religion is Christianity and you have all these different things and you have federal holidays and, and memorial holidays and things like that. So it's good to know those things. One of the most interesting insights that Asana had, and it's something that I'm going to implement because I can be verbose sometimes in written communication, but they urge to keep written communication brief, um, especially for distributed, distributed teams, because the language that we use is English, but in someone who English is their second language, if you are writing a long email or a long task description, it can take a lot of time for those teammates, teammates who don't speak English as their first language to figure out. You've got to communicate clearly, um, concisely. So they, uh, in this, this blog, Asana, are just brevity and clarity um, because you, you don't want that confusion to happen. You don't want that misunderstanding to happen. So the other benefit of having brief and clear messages is that communication outside of the U.S. actually tends to be more conservative and less casual, so more formal. So if you don't know certain teammates really well, personally, we, we try to do um, some team building. And also I know that I try to speak to my team members personally, so I know who they are and they can uh, have a relationship with me one-on-one -on -one personally. But you wanna consider that sending a casual message um, might be uncomfortable for some people of other cultures and other countries um, or too casual, okay? Now let's talk about meetings. And this was something that Asana covered in this. Uh, and I like some of the things they mentioned, um, you know, because virtual meetings, even in the same culture, can be awkward, can be hard. You can have these cross-cultural differences show up too. Uh, other cultures, people, teammates from other cultures might be hesitant to speak up, okay? Partly because English is their second language, but just maybe culturally it's not, appropriate for them to do so a lot of times. So you want to try to directly involve people, um, give them opportunities, try to invite them 
to contribute, say, hey, so-and-so, is there anything you'd like to contribute? Um, you know, remembering things like uh, sharing the meeting agenda ahead of time so people can prepare, so they can think about what they want to say and then take the time to figure it out in English. Um, I can't remember if I've mentioned on the podcast before, but for the last nine years, ever since we had our second child, and for those of you who know, my older child, my daughter, has some medical issues and we always need two adults around to transfer her um, out of her wheelchair into her bed and, and other things like that. So we've had au pairs from other countries. We've had au pairs from Eastern and South Asia. We've had au pairs from Europe. We've had au pairs from South America. And one of the things that has come up uh, with several of these au pairs is they talk about how they get really frustrated because maybe they're their first language is Spanish, but they're trying to learn English here and they're trying to improve their English. And I've had several of them say, you know what, in, in Spanish, I'm brilliant. <laughs> in Spanish, I'm really smart. But when I have to speak in English, I feel like I sound like an idiot or something like that because I can't communicate. And so that's one of the things you really want to think about as you're um, giving people time to prepare. And then finally, um, one of the things I haven't run into, but Asana shared in this podcast is thinking about cultural norms, okay? Communication norms in particular. For instance, they they point out the Germans and, and I know some Germans, so I, I know this very much to be true. And, and most Germans would uh, acknowledge this, that German communication standards, they are very direct, okay? Germans prefer direct feedback, clear, straightforward. They don't want anything uh, fancy or florid or anything like that. Now, team, uh, team members in Asia, for instance, they might be less inclined to provide feedback because in their culture, those behaviors of speaking up, sharing their thoughts, sharing feedback are not the norm um, in, in some Asian cultures. So you have to be aware, very aware of that. There's really no right or wrong way to do this, but you, as a, as a leader, your job isn't to necessarily standardize the communication across your team, but it's to make a point of trying to understand the cultures that people are coming from, the norms, the communication preferences that they might have so that you're actually going to be better prepared to lead them, to help them and build a better team. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Please give me feedback. If you like me sharing some of these insights that are outside the podcast realm, but related to any business and, and giving you some of my experiences from running a team like this that's virtual and distributed and running a business now that's been um, going on for over 10 years, an agency that involves clients from around the world. I would love to share them. Let me know some of the questions you have. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm happy to answer them. I'll answer them right here on the podcast. So thanks again for joining me today, and I will see you next week.